Multiformity, noun, the quality of being made of many different elements, forms, kinds or individuals. Join me, Makiba Garraway, as I explore the what's, why's and how-to's of home education. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Multiformity Home Adventures podcast. I'm your host, Makiba Garraway, and I'm super, super happy to be back. It's been a couple of months. I didn't mean to take such a long break. Um, I was just trying to kind of get my dates lined up with some of my guest dates and things didn't quite um, line up as I'd hoped. So it was a kind of unintended break, but it's been nice. I wanted to remind you about the Multiformity um, Book Club, uh, which you can join on Facebook. That's if you are on Facebook. It's a secret group and just request to join and I can add you. And basically we read a book every two months. It used to be every month, but I found that actually it's quite a lot um, when you're also trying to home educate and, you know, um, just have, you know, do life as well. So um, every two months we read a book. Also, I really, really want to share with you one of my favourite podcasts, um, if not my favourite actually, it probably is my top podcast, it's called Fair of the Free Child. I know many of you that listen to this may already be listening to that. Um, a fantastic, fantastic podcast uh, by Akila S. Richards, who is a Jamaican woman who now lives in America, um, unschools her two girls, and it's just been a real inspiration. Um, I found the show maybe last year when it was quite early on and it's just fantastic um, her community is growing and growing yes it started off just about unschooling but it has grown to a kind of education is life and life is education there's not really that barrier between learning and life that society likes to talk about anyway and this is very much Akila's approach it's about community building it's about activism it's about um, de-schooling ourselves you know um, that constant ongoing work of doing that so um, I just wanted to highlight her show, Fair of the Free Child, uh, point you towards her website, which is akilasrichards.com. And I myself, because I appreciate the work she's doing so much, have um, started to support her financially as well um, on Patreon. So um, if you go to patreon.com forward slash Akila, you'll find her page all about the work, all about the podcast. And I think I support like $9 a month or something. It, it can even be less than that. It's whatever you can afford. And she has not paid me in any way to promote this for her. But I just feel so strongly that when you find something that um, is doing great work that you support and you've benefited from what she's done, as I have, um, I've learned a lot through her podcast, then um, I, if you can, I think it's great to support. So um, do check that out if you can. So I would like to introduce Shakira Alain, who I met in my home educators parents group discussion group that I run once a month she home educates her two boys she has a very interesting background in creativity and also around kind of holistic health and uh, joining the two using creativity to improve and maintain our own well-being which I think is super important as home educators um, because uh, even more so than in kind of normal quote-unquote parenting we are surrounded by our children all the time and it can leave you know precious little time for ourselves to recharge and just make time for ourselves over to you Shakira kind of tell us a little bit about yourself first of all and then just introduce your family if you could yes That'd so um I suppose well I've, I've been through many different um careers I got to a point where I was thinking like how the hell do these things connect like I got mm. scared of even applying for jobs because they'll just think 
you don't know what you want to do. So I did my, my degree in printed textiles. I did a course in holistic therapy, did all of that for a while and then found myself in a place where I was like, what do I want to do? So mm. I remember I, I wanted to be a teacher initially. That's mm. what I wanted to do when I left school. Mm. So I went back to that and started going through the whole process of teaching. I taught in mainstream and then found myself in an SEBD school, which is mm, a school that? for social, emotional and behaviour disorders. So we would see children with ADHD, ADD. And that was really my first encounter with like real mental health mm. and um, children. Because um, I before, from I was 18, I've always worked with children. I've mm. worked in adventure playgrounds as a play worker. And we see different things coming in to, you know, you get to learn about the families and yeah. you see children who may be, um, you know, there was like children who you might thought think like something's going on, mm. might need to get social services involved or, mm. but because we're just play workers, it's not on the same level as when you're a teacher, you have mm. to be a bit more involved. Mm. Being in, in that school and just learning as well about the whole education system, it was scary. It mm. was like, I just couldn't believe that. First of all, I didn't even know that these, these schools existed like Prus and all of those types of provisions. Mm, that's pupil um, referral units. Pupil referral mm. units. Mm. Um, so what are they places that so, when schools finish with them, like no one else can cope, they just get dumped in these so units? So your first thing would be you get excluded, you go to a Pru, mm. and you might, if you have like a um, an exclusion where it was for a period of time, then you would just go there for the period of time with the prospect of going back to school or even being moved to a different school but if you've been excluded a few times from school and then it's like the school that you find yourself at is just like we don't know where to place you now you'll find yourself in another alternative provisions they call AP and it could be a free school um, it could be an independent school and that is like the last resort that's it mm. it was quite a big um, unit we had like a few different um areas of the school like we had a a part where it was like for they called it a nurture group and it was like primary children mm. and then they had a boys unit a girls unit and they had children that just you couldn't even imagine the things that they had mm. gone through mm. um there was um you know different sexual abuse mm -hmm. different you know different different kinds of things mm. um and well and there was just children as well that i didn't really feel like they needed to be there mm. they just needed to have somebody to give them that time yeah because perhaps to, they weren't getting that at home exactly mm. and you see that a lot like because our role in this particular school and i think it happens a lot in ap provisions it's like your role as a teacher is really more than a teacher yeah. because you become a, a mentor, a counsellor. Uh, you know, I found myself going to court mm. with some of the students. Mm. I was, you know, like the one of um, one of the students. Their mum was just like, "I'm not not dealing with this anymore. I'm not mm. going to see him in in prison. I'm not dealing with stop and search." 
So it was like, okay, what do you do? Mm. I just, and I just couldn't see, I just couldn't see him not have anybody there for him. So yeah. I was, I stepped in and was that person. And then, but it got to a point where it was like, you know, this is sort of becoming like a holding unit mm. more than a place that is really trying to change and help these children yeah. i didn't really feel just get them to 16 and then it's not our problem exactly and and, I, and in the news recently there's been like the occasional story about you know schools doing precisely that in terms of getting people off of their roles so they won't yeah. mess up the exam results or things like that and just yeah. putting them in these places to just get get rid of them yeah is that something that you think might have been the case oh my gosh yeah. i was just like i never had it firsthand until then it started my son started school mm. um and i've got two boys one three um and the other is seven yeah and when he started uh school in reception mm. he just started you know so you start in september october there was a problem mm. and i was just like thinking they called me in for a meeting and they said um you know his behavior his behavior and i'm what is what are you talking about mm. what what behavior what happened um he cried because he he wanted a pat lunch mm. and my mum was dropping him off this particular morning and so he cried and they couldn't settle him console him yeah so they said the headmaster said we don't have the manpower for this kind of behavior wow i was like He's four. Wow. He's four years old. I was mm. just, I just couldn't believe it. And mm. and because I was, I'm already in a, a school where I'm seeing a lot of like bad behavior, you know, ADHD, just conduct disorder, all mm. of these things. And I'm thinking, mm. oh my God, mm. my son, he's mm. going to be, <laughs> mm. I don't want him to be this way. And then mm. it, it took for, I went after, I remember I went to my friend's house and she said to me, she said, what did they say? And I said, well, they said that he cried because he didn't have a packed lunch. And she said, and, and she said, and what else? And I mm. said, well, I don't know. That's all they said, really. And she said, but you know your son. Oh, because they, they said he, he tried to escape from the hall. Mm. It, no, he tried to escape from the school is what they said. Okay. So I was like, oh, my God, that's what I was thinking. But then when, you know, you get to the bottom of things and you're asking questions, he just was trying to get out of the hall. Yeah. He would have had to go down the stairs and all of this stuff before yeah. he could get out of the school. Yeah. Because he was w wanting to go to my mum and... Yeah. But is that not a completely reasonable thing to do for a four-year-old who's upset and crying to want to seek support from somebody that Not according them? to them. <laughs> that it's just, like, it's, it's so warped, isn't it, that, like, a f he's four and yet now it's a problem that, oh, yeah. he's upset about something, we can't console him. You know, are they expecting four-year-olds to be able to completely self-manage these big emotions yeah. and big, you know... I guess so. I just... I mean, what? Mm. Anyway. And then it, it just... Yeah, it kind of just went on from there. Like, year two was okay. No, it was year one. Year one was cool. Mm. No, I had a, a really good teacher. Mm. And she just understood mm. children, mm. like... Even if she came and t said to me, you know, no, we had a little bit of a um, a funny day. She she would never say it was a bad day. It was yeah. like it was a funny day or mm. it was a, a you know a something day. We just mm. didn't really we just didn't really feel like doing any work today. Mm. 
and she so she was good but then year two we had a teacher and that was kind of a bit like bit airy fairy mm. and um she sat them all in tables of ability oh wow and then we started so to how hear, old are they there in year two they year are two is what six going six, on seven yeah yeah and then he's just started to have and actually in year in in reception he started to have this thing of i'm not good enough oh no i can't do that mm. oh no i'm not I'm, I'm not good at this oh no 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 and it was I'm like, what is this and then we, we we didn't have that in year one and then it started again in year two and so I he was previously a very it. confident child or he what was, was he like before yeah and and i had to i went to his nursery because mm. i i had to i was like i'm sure I'm, my son is not it's not like this, I'm sure. Mm. And I, I phoned the nursery and I said, "Can you tell me? Did you was you ever concerned about his behaviour or anything?" And they said, "No, he's just a normal child." But mm. he he never had any of that before until he started school. Mm. And I couldn't understand where it was coming from. If it was like you know that they say something to them, or I couldn't understand it. But mm. then when he got to year two, and I was seeing this tables of ability and it was like you know that person's better at maths and this person's better at this and and then I and then they had to sit their sats yeah so sats for people that aren't necessarily in the UK is kind of exams isn't it is it in maths science and English that they do them or I think it's just it's just maths or just maths it's just maths oh, and okay. it's like um like that non-verbal reasoning type of stuff okay um it's, it seems like you know simple stuff mm. we didn't sit sats until what like 11 mm. but they're making them sit it mm. at six now well yeah i think i, I think seven. i did them at seven and then i think they did away with them because there was a bit of protest and then i think they brought them back they brought them back yeah mm. and then i remember the teacher saying to me you know i don't think he's ready mm. but there's nothing i can do about it mm. and um and at other schools, you know, they were saying, like my friend's school, she was saying that they just call them number puzzles. They don't even know that they're sitting exams. Mm. But in this school, they knew they were sitting exams. Mm. And he was, I thought to myself, because he's always so happy and bubbly and everything, I was thinking, oh, maybe he doesn't even know that it's happening. Because mm. I know when I was at school, I didn't know. We didn't, I didn't really know the importance of exams and stuff. Mm. It was just kind of just having fun. Mm. So I kind of thought maybe he would be the same. But he said to me um i'm really nervous mm. because i keep getting x's mm. and i'm not very good at i'm not very good at, at maths or he'll come and say to me he'll sit and he'll say do you think that i'm good at maths mm. and you know it was like just a oh, heartbreaking mm. so i just i said to his dad i don't think it's working i think that we could do better at home i think i think i can do it mm. <laughs> i was like I've, I've done it i've done it before i do it you know at work so i'm sure i can do it for him yeah and um yeah september came last year yeah so not very long so he would have been going into year three into year three yeah and i just thought because he um his dad was like maybe we should just leave it one more term mm. you know just see how it goes <laughs> and i said but what's the point you know he's gonna end up enjoying time with his friends and then we're gonna pull him away from his friends yeah he hasn't been in school for a couple of months now because it's summer, summer holidays. holidays yeah so let's just not go back yeah so we didn't we just didn't go back yeah and it was like freedom <laughs> it, was, it was good but for the first 
couple of months he was like missing his friends like yes. crazy I think I remember that I think that's when we met isn't yes. it um, because you, it was all very new and yeah. uh, he kept on talking about his friends and so how has that developed like what's happened over now, the last few months he's and as well because like things changed because when when we first started out we yeah. kind of had a, a timetable of what we was doing yeah. and he would kind of know what he was doing or he would come and say like what are we doing today mm. but then um, this year because we've kind of dropped off a few things and I'm trying to make um, the learning more tailored to what he's really interested in yes because I think we I think you could really say that I was dis- de-schooling yeah before yeah. it was just fun we would do a bit of maths bit of but it was all just play yeah and let him just kind of um, get that schooled mindset out exactly of him he you, you noticed you said he'd already started to internalize messages that he was getting from school about I'm not clever at this yeah. I'm not good at that and being anxious and not wanting to go yeah. to school and yeah yeah and the first like um because they do maths explorers yeah and um the first time i said to him you're gonna go and do maths and he said what i'm mm. gonna go and do maths yeah so what is that that's a group outside like it's a home a, ed yeah. maths group okay. it's on a thursday in the morning mm. and it's like it's kind of like stem stuff so they just do everything's through play they're just building stuff or they play maths games mm. and he just really enjoys it and he, and i think because he's allowed to move because that was the other thing as well i learned mm. i didn't really and it, it sounds crazy but i don't think i really knew him mm. because you know i've heard that they before. go to school for yeah the, their whole days at school they come home for a few hours yeah you you feed them, you bath them, you put them to bed, and then you do it again the next day. Yes. And even though you have the weekends, it's not, you know, you just kind of you go out and you have fun. Mm. But this is like this is different. Mm. So I'm learning things about him that I wouldn't get to do that if he wow. was at school. Like what? Like just things about his character. His or? character, and you know how he manages, like conflicts and stuff mm. i'm having to be involved in that now as well yeah and those are things that i wouldn't i wouldn't even know about yeah you know if they told me at the school gate then i would probably get a little insight but mm. i wouldn't see it actually happening yeah and so it's like he has like a temper yeah or oh. he has you know he you you get to see that um he doesn't like people to tell lies mm. I mean, he doesn't like you know and it's sometimes you know you're trying to there was one incident where um a friend of his told another friend that well he no his his friend told him that this other boy his drawings were not that good mm. so he went and told the the boy mm. And his friend was like, but I didn't say that. He, he did say it. And he was like, <laughs> you've got to tell the truth. <laughs> and, um, you know, we're trying to teach him, you know, sometimes you don't tell everybody everything. You have to keep some things. Yeah. And um, his friend said to him, you know, I know I said that to you, Nathan, but I don't want him to know because he's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so you're able to now kind of coach him through those situations yeah. and see how he reacts, but also be there to guide him in the way that 
you, yeah. you know, you, uh, you know, fits in with your family, yeah. you know, philosophy and how yeah. you go about things, which is nice. And I think as well, like things like anger, mm. um, is, or even you know, if you're happy or if you're sad, managing those emotions when you're in school, you, mm. you, you don't really get to do that yes. in school. Like he'll come home and tell me somebody upset him today or you know whatever it is and that you know you, you can just you can only talk about it from what they're telling you yes and sometimes you don't get the full story yes. the first time you'll get it in bits and drips and drabs over yeah. a couple of days yeah but you get to deal with an issue at hand when it's happening yes um and yeah kind of try to figure out how do we how do i help him with these kind of emotions mm. and instead of you know because there was so many boys in in the school that I was working at where they just don't they don't they're kind of just numb mm. to if it's like if if somebody is disrespecting them mm. or something it's they only deal with it in one way yes. and that's to fight yes they don't talk about things yes. or anything and it's and that was most of the time our time was spent trying to say we would say to them let's have the conversation mm. let's have the conversation mm. and in this in home ed you get to do that yeah you get to have those conversations whereas i don't think in school you don't really there's no time there's no time there's no time and i, and I really i sympathize with teachers because mm. i know like a friend of mine she worked in a school for autistic children mm. And initially, when she had started out, she had an idea of the type of teacher that she wanted to be. Mm. And then she, she, she went there. She did some time there. She was at my school. And then she went to mainstream school, and she was like, I don't want to do this. Mm. And then she went and um, decided to change career, and she was an air hostess. <laughs> <laughs> what was you it know? that she didn't, you know... You don't get to... because where we were very involved in our children mm. like you when you're in a mainstream you don't get to spend that time mm. you don't get to know the children because mm. you have like you know you have how many children coming in every you know if you're secondary mm. you've got like five lessons a day so you're seeing 30 times five children yeah every day so you don't get to have that personal yeah build up that personal relationship with children and and so it becomes very she for her that's what she loved yeah she loved having that connection with them and being able to be there for them mm. and in mainstream you can't do that mm. so yeah that was for us we you know as you know Kalel is autistic my yes. son and um I mean we had decided to home ed even before um, we realized he was autistic but once we did realise that, it, even more so, we were just like, oh no, we can't put him in school precisely for that reason. Because, as you say, even with the best will in the world, there isn't yeah. the resource to, to do that. And also, um, what you were just saying about kind of being there to coach them through, I just feel like uh, you, we have, because we love them and we're kind of invested in them, which even, you know, the nicest teachers, they, they don't have that same no. investment. Um we can um especially as parents you know you can kind of spot things th 
three steps ahead in, before they even happen yeah. like because you can be there to say oh that's going to happen that's going to happen yeah. and you can kind of prevent things from even happening and I know that what would have happened even though Kalel is verbal and you know can talk when some situations arise it's like he loses the ability to communicate effectively or will just like you know have a meltdown and then very quickly particularly autistic children will be labelled as naughty yeah. when actually they're just not coping with the situation yeah. um, and need support and extra help but then will be just penalised and you know stop being naughty go and sit on the yeah. naughty chair particularly for black children and black boys um, yeah. as you know it can quickly be labelled as aggression or... and I'd never like to I hate to like go back to that yeah. but it, it, it really is yeah. I was talking to a teacher an ex-teacher the other day at one of the home ed things that we go to and mm. she was a white lady mm. and she said it she said I know that it happens mm. and I was like yeah but I don't want to yeah you don't want to feel like I you're pulling wanna, that you know. card but it's you know but you th- know yeah <laughs> and they've done studies and maybe I've talked about this before if I have I'll edit it out but um <laughs> really interesting studies about um teachers eye movements and their yeah, expectations yeah. like where they look like if they're hearing something they expect it to come from the black children yeah. um you know, and these are like three and four and five year olds. So if that yeah. level of labeling is happening subconsciously, even with the nicest meaning teachers, yeah. um, then, you know, what hope do we have <laughs> like oh, God, of I giving know. them a fair start in life? I know. Um, yeah. But it's so, so good that we have, we're able to, because I know so many parents that mm. would love to home ed, yeah. but they just don't have the resources to do it. Yeah. They have to work or they have to, yeah. you know, and... But it's about finding flexible ways of working. I feel like sometimes, and this is, I know obviously, and I do feel lucky, I'm aware that I'm in a privileged place where I can do this, but I feel sometimes people aren't even aware of the flexible ways that you can work. Yeah. um, Because we're so, you know, it's all part of our de-schooling, isn't it? About realising that you don't just have to do a nine-to-five. You could work at night or you could work for yourself. You could start your own business. And and also the realisation that you can get by and live well on a lot less than you think you can. That's the other thing, isn't it? Yeah. I'm self-employed. Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't know, when I, when I decided I was going to home ed, I didn't even really think about how am I going to work or mm. anything like that. I just kind of thought, well, we're just going to, we're just going to figure it out. Yeah. You just work around everything. And I'm, I'm really lucky. I've got my mum's around. So yeah. she's just amazing. She just puts me into her rota yeah at work she just says to me when have you got workshops or whatever so yeah she puts that into her rota and or if any she gives me her rota so i can have time mm. for myself as well because that's mm. important mm. so i have like i do a uh, two hours a week where i just go and i just do whatever i want nice. just, just sitting in a pub or yeah just whatever it's great. my time great but I've I've even started to slack at that as well sometimes. Because, mm. you know, it's, you just get used to the day-to-day, don't you? Yeah. And then it's easy to let things like that yeah. slip. Yeah, definitely. And and remind me, so you, um, you're not with your son's dad. No. But you co-parent together. Yes. And how did that... Initially, he was a little bit hesitant, wasn't he, with the home ed? Yes. How did you win him round? Or did you have to see it in action? <laughs> like, how did it happen? How did that happen? So I think that because he went through a rough time at school and he always felt like if he was given a bit more of a chance at school and Mm. like 
teachers had more patience with him he would have been able to do better than he did because he went to two schools yeah and um so there was that and you know i was saying to him so yeah because he had already this perspective that teachers just label you and yeah so you know when all of this was going on with mm. with nathan he was just like yeah no no we can't have this we can't have this so mm. i said well, what are we gonna do mm. we can try another school or i can do it <laughs> and he was like no i'm not saying that you can't do it you can i'm, I'm pretty sure you can do it and you know i'll try and help um i went to him with a i said this is what i propose Monday to Friday um he was like okay sounds sounds good <laughs> um and then so he yeah he he was never really not on board okay i think i showed him uh there was a slideshow on one of those home ed um facebook groups yeah i think i showed him one of those but it wasn't it wasn't a hard Hard sell, sell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was kind of easy to to manoeuvre, and then, yeah. and then I I suppose he he kind of was thinking about the costs, of like how much is it going to cost and all this stuff. But I've kind of found that it hasn't been as expensive as as you you think it would be. Mm. Like all of the classes seem to be way less, like half the price of if he was doing an after school club. Right. Okay. So it's like. You know, you're paying. You could pay for like, um, you know, say say he does drama. He does drama after school club, mm. which is ten pounds a session. Mm. But then if you get a home ed one in the daytime, it's like five pounds or six pounds. So, kind of, yeah, it's just kind of been okay. Yeah, and and, and that that timetable you had initially of Monday to Friday this to that yeah what's happened to that has that loosened up a bit or that's loosened up a lot (laughs) (laughs) it's very common isn't it that when you start you're like oh my god it's got to look like school and we've got to do this and that oh my god yeah because I was really like okay we've got to do so Mondays we had like uh gymnastics football um multi-sports then playtime then um Tuesdays it was scout hut Wednesdays pottery yeah Thursdays we had maths and um drama and then fridays was social mm. and it's kind of now he's because i've learned the things that he's really interested in mm. and i'm thinking okay so i i'm i'm getting it now with all the talks that we've done yes and everything i'm like okay i get it so if i link everything to what he's interested to his maths his english then he'll just do it yeah so that's the the um <laughs> that's the idea. So he loves Lego. Yeah. He loves um like robotics and that sort of stuff. So now we've got him into an engineering um club. So he does that and then I found another um engineering thing which is on a Saturday. Mm. So he does that too. And then um he still does maths. We're still I'm just trying to think how to um because with the engineering, it's maths, it's physics, and and all that stuff. Kind of so applied, just like, applied yeah, maths, as it's opposed just to theoretical. Exactly. Mm. So it's just like trying to fit everything in. So we're kind of a lot more loose now, mm. um, and we have a lot of playtime. Mm. Um, but I also we found a um, a wildlife 
club, which mm. is free. Mm. Um, so we do that on a Friday. And he absolutely loves that. So, and because there's so much green spaces, it's easy to find resources and stuff online. Yeah. So I found that, yeah, we're doing a lot of, a lot of robotic stuff and a lot of nature stuff. So it's been, and it's great because um, Kareem, my three-year-old, mm. well, will be three. Yeah. He can join in in nearly everything. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's really, it's good. And what's their, what's happened with their relationship? Have you noticed that they've got closer as brothers? Or? Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know what's happened. I think they just, at the minute, it's just fighting all oh. the time. <laughs> and Kareem, he's got this thing, he just loves to scream at everything yeah. if he comes near him he screams yeah but i think the good thing is that um they're just used to each other and they just where is it, it before i suppose cream was very young so mm. it was like he would come home and it's like okay naz is here but it's like naz, naz is all the time so when he's not here there he misses him mm. the the only thing that i find difficult is um having time with each of them on their own mm. because I always have them yes so yeah I find that difficult but no I haven't I haven't um they're just always there if mm. they're not playing they sometimes they play nicely sometimes they're at each other's throats yeah it's just that's just kids so yeah. it's yeah. siblings yeah, yeah. But it, it drives me insane. It really does. <laughs> the screaming. I can't do the screaming. I, you know, you, you see those children on the street and you think, God, that scream. Yeah. And now I have one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I know oh, it well. I man. know it well. <laughs> um, so the actual practicalities, just going back to that time where you, I guess, left your work. Were you in a nine to five where you decided um, that you were going to home ed? No, like, no was, what were you doing? I, I, so I went on maternity leave. Yeah. And then uh, it came to the point where it was like, okay, who you need to decide what you're going to do. Mm. And I just thought, do you know what? I don't have time for those. I don't have time for those children. I mm. really, I'm sorry, mm. but I need to put this time into my own children because mm. sometimes I would be working and I won't get home until like eight o'clock in the evening because yeah. you've got to do paperwork. And I just thought, no. I'm not getting paid enough for this mm. and I'm not not even the money but just the value mm. I didn't feel like it was there so mm. I after my maternity I just decided I wasn't so I was I was off anyway and I was busy just trying to figure out what I was gonna how I was gonna start this business because yeah. I had this idea yeah and um it kind of started whilst I was in the school and I was using the children like piloting my yeah my um, crafts on them to see and so yeah so by the time I had decided that I wasn't I wasn't working and I was thinking well I just have to make it work
initially I was thinking, well, I'm, if he's not at school anymore mm. and Kareem's not at nursery, that means I'm not going to have any time yeah. to focus on this business yeah. and I'm not going to be able to get it. How am I going to get it off the ground? Well, this is what a lot of, what stops a lot of people, isn't it? Because there was that initial period of how do I do it? So yeah, tell us the nuts yeah. and bolts of what, what you did when, like... So you decided well, you I'm weren't still, going I'm back. I'm still like trying to figure out like, how do these, you know, like, because you go on Instagram and then you have like all these mums that are mm. like, and it, it looks like they've got it. I they've know. figured it out. But you know, Instagram, <laughs> I mean, everybody puts their shiny sides on Instagram, don't they? Without the, the how like, to. Yeah. It's just you look know, at, look what magically yeah. happens. Yeah. You know? And you, or you've got these, um, these webinars. Yeah. I'll show you how I did it. Just pay me 50 pounds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, but you didn't tell me how yeah. you did it. <laughs> So I think, so, okay, I tried the whole let's do it when the kids are in bed thing. Yeah. That worked for a little while, but I was exhausted. Exactly. This is my problem. Come nine o'clock, I am like ready for bed if I'm not asleep on the sofa. Yes, I feel you. And especially when I first started home editing, because I would get that nap when he was at school. Yes, yes. And then, so that's gone. Yeah. So, yeah, I would just get home and just have to just surrender to yeah. the sofa for yeah. a bit and just <laughs> yeah. put the TV on because yeah. I just couldn't make it. Yeah. I couldn't even, sometimes I couldn't even make the dinner because yeah. I was so tired. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I tried. I think it worked for a, a little bit. Mm. I would, like, put them to bed and then get up at night mm. and do work mm. and then I thought okay well I'm a, I'm a bit of a night owl mm. why don't I just I just stay up okay and just <laughs> until the morning like <laughs> what <laughs> what I just stay up until I fall asleep because sometimes I'll be just up watching tv yeah that's my time yeah so why don't I just have my laptop and watch TV till three in the morning or whatever? Okay. So I I did that for a while, but then I started to get ratty. <laughs> so that didn't work. It worked for a, like a couple of weeks. Yeah. And then yeah, I just I noticed the change in my mm. um my moods. Mm. So I thought, okay, well this is not working. But we got a bit of work done. It's I suppose you just got to be flexible and just mm, try different things. Try different things. But financially, how did that work? I mean, did you have were you doing any workshops at that point, like the odd one, or had you not yet launched? Actually, no. let's rewind first and just talk us through your oh, your model. Yeah, like, what do you yeah, do? Yeah. Like, what's your so business? I create creative spaces mm. for communities to engage in different different art experiences. And I try to do things like, so, um, you know, professional practices like screen printing, mm. um, embroidery. We, the other day we did a t-shirt printing um, workshop and it's just an opportunity for people to experience, you know, doing these things mm. because I, ideally you probably wouldn't do them unless you was a screen printer mm. or an embroider or, mm. you know, something like that. So. It's giving you all the tools, so you don't have to think about it. You just turn you just up. turn up, and it's all and, yeah, explained exactly. And um, I, when I first started, it was it was the kids, you know, they because I was working with um, like psychologists and stuff, and I was really struggling and trying to figure out how do I get these kids to engage in in art, and I couldn't understand why 
those particular children didn't want to do it mm. and um and then I was just trying I couldn't I was like doing all kinds of stuff I was like okay we'll do architecture okay we'll do this okay we'll do and nothing was working and then we did sewing mm. and they loved it mm. all the boys were sewing and like mm. they had their tongues out they were concentrating and focused <laughs> it was like I've done it and then after we did pottery and it was like okay I, I know what to do now you know so, well, so do you think it's because it was a real thing that they could see like oh i can actually make clothes like this as opposed to just doing it for doing its sake which I also think, has a place but sometimes for I some like students was, who haven't had a lot of space for art and yeah. creativity in their life they have to see what's the purpose of this first yes you know? and i think that if something is a bit too like about con- you know too conceptual conceptualized yeah. like yeah. architecture you've got to like talk about it first they don't want to do that they just want to do it yeah and so um it was it was so weird how it all happened as well like um i just had a pattern and i thought i don't know what i'm doing with them everything i try it's not working and i just thought we're just gonna sew we're just gonna make some baby booties Mm. and that's what we're gonna do and i just how it just happened it, it was like we did, for the first week we did embroidery and, and I was thinking oh I don't I don't care if they don't like it <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna, and they loved it and I was just like okay this is great this is great so um and then my mum she also works with um adults with learning dif- disabilities mm. and um she was saying to me yeah this is great because like I was telling her about it, she was saying this is great because um you know I take them to these classes and that classes and they don't, they don't do it like the way that you 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 do it. Mm. So this is going to be really good. It's going to work. It's mm. going to be great. So I was like, okay, yes, I know. I've got to do it. I've got to do it. So initially, yeah, I wasn't doing any any workshops. I was just like um just planning and trying to get things in my head, yeah. trying to get a website up and all of those things. And then then I started first working with children, mm. younger children, and I was just, we would just do more explorative stuff like in what like nurseries making, or seven year olds. Yeah, seven year olds in um, schools. Then or? we, I would just have after school, after school. Yeah, clubs, yeah. and then um, and what was nice as well is that because some most parents have a younger child, mm. so they can come to and they can enjoy it. It's not like you know, it's not. A restriction on the age or anything yeah and um i got the feedback from from them and they liked it so yeah. i just kept doing it yeah um but then um what i found tough was for some reason with the when i started the home ed i just couldn't figure out how to now fit this in mm. fit in the workshops mm. and okay so i plan a date and then it's like, okay, well, I need to plan. I need to do. I need to do stuff. Yeah. Up until that time. Yeah. But it's like life is happening. Yeah. Life's happening, and yeah, this isn't happening. And especially when you had such a kind of rigid timetable in the early days yeah. for Nathan. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, trying to figure it out. So, and but I think now, um, especially like all my family have kind of figured out what's what's happening, and mm. um. Yeah, it's kind of like it, I don't even think about it anymore because my mum just says to me every month before she does the rota, what days have you got workshops? Mm. I tell her. She either 
puts it as a day off or she mm. puts it as annual leave so it's all done before yeah. the month before so it's like it's perfect but yeah. um and and would you take the whole day like would you have a workshop and then just have some new time as well or do you how does yeah, it, yeah i try to like <laughs> <laughs> it's important though isn't it, it self-care really is. yeah. like today even i i went to a studio um and i had planned i was just gonna like just stay there oh yeah. i went there at 11 mm. and then i just thought i'm just gonna stay there until mm. it's time to come here mm. um and so yeah i just thought just stay in the studio clean screens all yeah, day yeah but it's nice yeah. it's like you do you just need that time and as well i was going to say as well when whilst i was trying to figure it out and having the two of them you know having the two of them with me all the time yeah and i'm going out all the time is like it's like you're just boom boom boom, boom doing stuff yeah. all the time yeah and i was just like finding that i was getting a little bit down I was mm. where how am I going to get some time to myself yeah and I didn't I struggled even to do any kind of drawing or anything for myself yeah like I had even though I'm doing workshops for people or planning workshops for people yeah I'm for their well being for yeah. myself yeah. yeah yeah so I then started doing my doodle a day okay so it will just be 10 minutes or however much time i i got yeah and it would just be a scribble on a bit of paper and i would just doodle yeah and that was as little and small as it sounds yeah it just helped so much wow that yeah i would just go and even if i'm just in the toilet yeah i'll just take my my sketchbook and then that's really powerful because you always think for self-care you know you think you know classic things like yoga and this and that but it's not just the hour for the yoga class it's the time for someone to take the kids you pack your stuff you get the bus or whatever to get yeah. there you, you know so it ends up being like four hours three or four hours realistically yeah for that one hour yoga class <laughs> yeah. and then you think well that i don't have four hours so i'm just not going to do anything so that's really cool to you can do something you know the micro yeah. snippets of time yeah um that you can and it's that yeah little bit of time 10 minutes where you just even if the kids are screaming mm. you know you kind of i know something happens mm. you just disconnect it's that whole thing of going into flow and yes you just kind of you're just in the moment and just enjoying making that doing that scribble or whatever it is but being able to do something for you something. and also without guilt as well oh my gosh yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah because we like even if you take time to like paint your toenails or I mean I literally can't even remember the last time I painted my toenails but you know <laughs> because you just think well I don't have time for that like you know and again like you look I have a job in well-being I, I work at a university I advise students all day about their well-being and then here I am not <laughs> yeah. painting my toenails because you know I mean some of it is practical as well it's again the time thing but there's definitely an element of um, putting yourself at the bo bottom of the priority yeah. list, you know. Um, yeah. And and I think what we do as well sometimes is that we we make these these things into such big tasks. Mm. Like painting your toenails could take just ten minutes. Yeah. 
but because you feel like, well, I've got to file them. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to clip them. Yeah. And take the hangnails off and yeah. do a bit of cute calls. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, so you kind of make it into this big thing. So yeah. then you just don't do nothing. Yeah. Whereas if you just, just paint just them. Just paint them. So that when you look down, it's like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. You know, exactly. You know, and you won't even worry about that they're not filed. Yeah. Because you'll just be enjoying yeah. the colour on them. Yeah. yeah. But we do that, don't we? We, we think like, oh, you know going to be too long yeah you know i don't have the time or i don't yeah so so how has that kind of changed your life in terms of the reconnecting with the creativity and the making because i feel like that side from what you're saying anyway perhaps got a little bit lost when you were you know in the work in the in that unit working with the young people the creative Mm -hmm. and the making side got lost now that that's come back into your life like how has it changed things I'm definitely a lot happier. Mm. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, because I just, I even forgot how to draw. I Or I just thought, oh, I don't think I'm going to be good at it. And I dreaded any student saying, oh, miss, can you help me to draw this? Because I was just thinking, oh, please don't, because I don't know if I can draw. <laughs> and is that something that used to come naturally to you? Like that was yeah, your thing? You could just, just draw? Just do it. Yeah. And um, we did um, self-portraits. And that's what I was thinking. Oh my god, I'm teaching self-portraits, and I really don't want to do it. Mm. But um, whilst they were doing it, they didn't know I was at my desk, and I I was drawing one of them, and um, I was like, I, I put it on my Instagram. I was like, I'm doing it. I'm really mm. doing it. Oh my god, and it it looks like him. It's yeah. really, oh my god, this it's it really is really mm. good. And then uh, from there, I I just yeah I wanted to do more mm. and I love like being in um, an art shop mm. so like if I get a moment where I'm just like maybe even you know times where I've got an appointment or something and my mum's looking after the kids I might go to the art shop and just just even mm. if I don't buy anything mm. I just like being in in an art shop yeah <laughs> um, and yeah I just I think as well i because I understand the importance of just having time for the kids to play. Yes. And play through through mark making or whatever. Yeah. I do more of that. Mm. And I'm so proud of myself for mm. it. Mm. Because I don't know if I would have considered that I would have just been... Because I was still in the school mindset. It would have been maths, English. Yeah. You need to do that. Yeah, even from the ages of like four or five or six or seven. Exactly. It's just so young. You know, you know, it's so young. Four and five really is so young. And, you know, he's like, Nathan, he's not, he doesn't want to do any of that stuff. He just wants to play. And I have to keep reminding myself, it's okay. Yeah. It's just, he's just not interested. I think we've lost lost the concept of what, quote unquote, normal childhood should look like because it is just yeah. so you know formal and rigid from the age of four yeah in school that you somehow feel guilty like I still catch myself look here I am happily home educating but sometimes I'm like oh you know um should I be doing more of this or more yeah, of that yeah, and, and yeah. the kids are happy they're fine you know but you know you then like would see people whose kids are in school and they're doing this or doing that I know like, don't you hate oh, that should I and then, and then very quickly the feeling passes. I'm like, nah, yeah. nah. No, I'm all right. <laughs> um, he's five. It's fine. <laughs> he's playing and he's happy. Um, yeah. And particularly for my son, you know, being autistic, for me, I think 
the social skills are a much more important thing at this time. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Like this is foundational work yeah. that we're doing. You know, coaching him through. Like yesterday, we had a lovely day out. Um, I took the kids out into London, and it was nice and sunny. And we did the Tate Modern. We went and looked at some modern art, and then yeah. we did South Bank, and then we went to the Transport Museum. Oh, so nice. a super busy day. Yeah, like usually How I don't do that many do things all of in that? one day. Yeah, I know. I know. Perhaps it was a bit stupid, but it thankfully no. it worked out well. Yeah. Um, we met several babies on our um, on our day, and he was very like oh cute baby and kissing the babies and while that's lovely for like babies that you know i i then could see like okay this is an opportunity for me to just kind of talk through not everybody's going to want you to kiss their baby that you just met like and and he won't just be one kiss it'll be like you're a cute baby (laughs) you know like just kissing or rubbing their feet and saying oh cute cute which is lovely don't get me wrong it's so nice um but yeah, it was just a lovely opportunity for him to be like, oh, do you know what, Kalal? Um, it's great, isn't it? So lovely to be able to kiss babies, especially babies that we know. But you know, what other ways could we think about, you know, um, saying hello to babies that are yeah. cute or, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. just being there for that stuff, I think for me is more important because academic stuff. Once you are safely launched socially, that other cerebral stuff comes, will come later. It? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, like for adults we can learn even if you don't know something you can watch a youtube video and an hour exactly. later you can know what you to know do and it. that's yeah. what it's going to be like for our kids it's not exactly they don't need to go to the encyclopedia and look stuff up yeah so for me i just feel that the social stuff is key yeah and the play and all of that academics can come later and i find that as well um you just that like you just learning just kind of accidentally happened sometimes as well Mm. like we was just looking through a newsletter um i think it's called south southwark families or something like that just Mm. a you know one of those free magazines Mm. and they had uh like all all the listings of all the upcoming things and they had a frida carlo um Mm. exhibition on and nathan was like what what's who's frida carlo so then I, I went on. You're like, YouTube. okay, glad you asked. Here we yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> Being an artist. You know yeah. it. I was like, okay, this is an opportunity. Yeah, YouTube. And uh, found a suitable video, because yes. you know. Yes. It's a little bit explicit. Yeah. And um, and then he, it just more questions came. So I yeah. said, right, we're going home. Yeah. And we are going to do some Frida Kahlo stuff. Yeah. And from there, we then, they've actually got a storybook. Yes. Frida Kahlo children's yes, the lovely illustrations yeah. it's, it's a whole range of different um, artists isn't there different famous people really good gorgeous so book yeah. he, there's somebody on YouTube reading it so oh. he watched that and you know we talked about the illness and mm. we talked about the emotions that she would be feeling and we mm. talked about all of these different things um, just so relaxed and so nice and then and then we got into um, I said to him I think that maybe we should do something a bit creative now mm. like maybe we could design a Frida Kahlo handbag or something with a print of her so he was he, he said they wanted to do a, a robot one mm. of her so that's what we did we did a robot Frida Kahlo she looks a bit what made out of Lego uh, no so we've we've done the uh the design on photoshop yeah so then we're going to screen print it yeah it's going to have a few colors so but then he'll learn about how to do like multicolor screen printing Great. And yeah right you know i just kind of thought to myself duh 
Yeah. Why am I not using your using own strengths? A, yeah, the stuff that you comes naturally. Exactly. Yeah. I, you know, because I just kind of, I'm just thinking, okay, need to get twinkle worksheets, <laughs> this and that, and but it's like, I yeah. can do, I can teach him something. Yeah. You know, like, so. And twinkle is like a kind of website where you can download these kind of worksheets, like loads of worksheets for every subject you can imagine. And yeah. You know, it's a lot of schools use it and things like that. And it's often the go-to of, like, new home educators. Like, oh, we've got to do worksheets. Like, yeah. <laughs> let me join so Twinkle. Like worksheet in that. Yeah. Worksheet. Yeah. But, so he like, he comes, he understands what I'm doing as well. Like, he sees, he says, oh, if I say to him, you've got, I've got a workshop to do. Mm. He's like, um, you know, oh, how many people are coming? Mm. Or, you know, he's, do, do you need to go and get your stuff? Or do you need to set up? Or can I come can I so help you so he's seeing like the real world this is what it's like to work yeah this is it doesn't just magically happen exactly this is all the background work that I have to do and I explained to him you mm. know if I don't if I cancel a workshop mm. then mummy doesn't get money mm. so that you can go and do your lovely classes mm. and um or even like sometimes taking him to the studio and then he gets to see other printers yes. doing their stuff and he's like real people I doing have the work. workshop yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to have That's a workshop so, nice. so and um you know like he was saying he went to all these museums we've been to so many art galleries he's like not another art gallery <laughs> please but they're just so there's just opportunities to talk about different subjects yeah. when you go to art galleries so yeah. i'm sorry but you have to go to <laughs> art gallery and then we go home and then we do some art so you know mm. i mean um, for us yesterday when we went to the tate modern it was our we've been there before but i think we're still at the age where they're just running around really yeah but even just having that's fine because i just feel like even being in those spaces and knowing that those are spaces that you can go to and that are free and that you know you have just making him feel comfortable in that yeah. space and just be like you can go to these places there aren't places that are off limits to you or yeah. you know um and you see school trips out there and they're like line up and do yeah. this and do that and it's like no i don't i want you to feel relaxed and comfortable and even if that's just the task of us being there then great and then there's a few things that we can talk about as well look at the view you know what it's like in a yeah. tape mod in the turbine hall that big expansive yeah. space yeah. with there's nothing on there at the moment so it's empty so even that just being in the space yeah. is enough is, and you think you know, that they're not taking things in but yeah. they are they'll say yeah. to you like oh remember yeah that or you know maybe when they they do a drawing they'll say oh that looks like so yes. and so or oh that's the same color as yes you know it's like the little things that they that they do take in yes. even when they're young so yeah it's not wasted yeah no it's, definitely it's not. always there's always something to learn and mm. see and experience mm. so and like sometimes they have installations on that are like weird and yeah. crazy and they're just like oh what's that they either like it or they don't like it yeah. but they get to experience that yeah oh i don't like that yeah well, why don't you like it yeah which is all part of then those conversations then work on that kind of um emotional literacy that you exactly. said the children that you were working with were lacking exactly because they hadn't had the chance to have those conversations and talk about what they like and what they don't like yeah. and 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 then obviously you that was the extreme end of the spectrum of the you know behavior spectrum but also you could see how in schools with 30 kids to look after and you know you know do these exams and do that you, there isn't a lot of space for that no 
time to just wonder about things or talk about how you yeah. feel about this or and what i found interesting ideas. as well mm. is that um they have one idea of how like how something should look mm. a painting should look like this mm. and that's it if it doesn't look like that then it's rubbish right who, who has an idea <laughs> the teacher or the like student? certain um like the students mm. in um in the school i was at and also actually the mainstream school was that if a painting didn't look like say uh like picasso wasn't mm. that's that's rubbish mm. you know but if it was like a michelangelo or something yeah, oh that's yeah good. that's good yeah mm. that's really really good but then you know i remember i did one um I did a, a slideshow of different artists, really famous, mm. but some of them looked like kids' scribbles and mm. they're worth a lot of money. They're like, oh, that's rubbish, that's rubbish, that's rubbish. But why? Why is it rubbish? You draw like that. <laughs> <laughs> so why is that rubbish? Yeah, no, it's, it's rubbish because it's like that, that's like a kid's done that. And yeah. yeah, but you draw like that. Yeah. Yeah. This is worth a lot of money, you know. <laughs> they just don't get it. And I think, um, like with Nathan, he went through a period where it had to look like... That's the point is. It has to look like that. Like if a you're photo. you're drawing that, mm. it has to look like that. If it doesn't, it can't be an impression of mm. or anything. Mm. So it's, I've been, like, trying to teach him as well. Now he's comfortable with yeah. himself. Like, this is my interpretation of... That's really well, powerful, I'm isn't drawing. it? The idea of like uh, placing value on your own interpretation and your own. That's like takes a lot of personal growth and reflection. To oh be my like, gosh! Actually, yeah. what I have to say and what I have to put down on paper is important. important. And and this is it. Yeah. Like it or lump it. This yeah. is what I'm feeling right now. You know. Because we went to an exhibition. I can't remember his name. Adi Bio. He's a um, an English yes, guy, yes, yes. and it was in South London. Yes, yes, I saw that on yeah. social media. Yeah, and um, he was like, and you know, he does these big, massive um, canvases, and it's like it just looks like scribble. And the yeah. way he works as well, it's just layers upon layers upon layers mm. of color and different textures. And mm. um, I have to find the link. Like, I'll put it in the notes. So yeah, can there's see like yeah. spray painted painted or you know whatever mm. crayons and we went in there and at this particular time he was in there so i was like oh, oh my god wow. that's the artist wow let's go in and it was actually him he said let's go in and i was like oh no no i'm too scared i don't <laughs> want to go in there and he said no i'm gonna go in so i said well you're gonna talk to him he said yeah i'll talk to him so all right then yeah so we went in and he he just went up to him and and tapped him on the shoulder oh, and he said are you the artist and the guy said yeah and he said oh okay and that was <laughs> it and but he's he was so amazed by these big you know um canvases yeah and the colors and the marks mm. they were not perfect they were just what it is yeah and he just he said i want to make art like this mm. and um we went home and he just had all my my art materials like i had some oil pastels and normal pastels and pencil and he just started doing stuff yeah and it didn't look like anything much yeah but it looked it was what he what he was expressing yeah and he said do you what do you think of this 
And I said, this is really good. Because yeah. I'm always saying to him, like, um, the page is not full enough. You need to fill up the page. Mm. This drawing's too small. Make it bigger. Come on, mm. do it bigger. Or, you know, get some colour on there. Whatever, you know. Get mm. Don't just leave it one colour. It's, it's, it's got lots of colour. Because, you know, you tell me colour makes you happy. yes no i love it and you know so he's um he's taking in all of these things yeah have you found um we will tie it up quickly soon but um have you found it was just interesting what you said there about his he took the lead in wanting to go and say hello like how has his development been in terms of social like confidence and because you know the first thing that people say to you is well how's he gonna socialize yeah like like Tell people me about really that. think that yeah. you, when you're home educating, you're just at home at the kitchen table. Yeah, they really do think that. Like my cousin, he's a teacher, and he said, "Yeah, but cuz you got to think about you know social side and stuff." I said, "We're always out. I'm yeah. trying to stay in. Yeah, because <laughs> we're always out." And um, and also, it's like, what does everybody that goes to school come out well socialized? True. And also, when you're at school, the <laughs> teachers are usually like stop talking exactly <laughs> exactly um and friends that have like seen him before and seen mm. him now um because i didn't really notice mm. um especially like in the early stages of home ed and a friend of mine saw him and she's god he's really confident isn't he mm. he's a lot conf- more confident than he was before he's really teaching me how to be yeah. confident yeah because i'm very shy mm. and i'm i'm kind of the one with who would just sit quietly mm. and if you come and talk to me then i'll i'll gladly speak to you yeah but i'm not like the one that's gonna come yes. first yes but he's he just goes into a room and everybody's his friend yeah it's something happened over the weekend when i went out with the kids to a family fun day and mm. there was just a girl she was like nine or so and she like literally from my 30 second interaction with her i was with my mum, and she said to me after the girl went i bet she's home educated i was like yeah i bet she is too and later it turned out she was, she was. and it was just that innate confidence the the lack of like i'm gonna talk to you you're an adult but i don't care like yeah, it's fine i, I want to yeah, show yeah, you this yeah. thing like you know and it was just really different to like schooled kids who get socialized quote unquote yeah. into only hanging out with kids their own age or not feeling confident around adults or yeah. teenagers or elderly people or but whereas the home ed kids are yeah. exposed to that every day they just have that you know which i feel is a much healthier socialization to have yeah. obviously i am around home educated kids a lot but i think it's because we were in a kind of uh setting where most of the kids went to school it just stuck out like a sore thumb it's yeah like, oh wow this is different this is not what all the other kids are doing yeah yeah uh, it's yeah. really nice to see yeah it's really it because sometimes i i think to myself like god am i doing the right thing mm. or, we all do yeah yeah like you get those moments where you just think oh god yeah. i don't know if i'm doing it right or i don't know if i'm good enough yeah or, and then and then you you go somewhere and then somebody says god he's really smart mm. and he's really this or is that and you think oh, okay maybe yeah. i'm doing all right yeah <laughs> it's not so bad but also i mean yeah i mean that is great and i i look i get that too like but also we need to be okay with um 
just the fact that they're happy like I think to us it really matters still perhaps too much what other people think yeah and we're we're rating how well we're doing on what other people whose values we don't necessarily agree with exactly are rating our child and that's what we've moved away from we don't want this constant evaluation of you're doing well you're not doing well you're good you're naughty you're bad you know that's not yeah that's not so I think again still part of our ongoing de-schooling is moving away from yeah. that and being like, you know what, my kid's happy, he's confident, he's, you know, getting a good night's sleep, he's, yeah. you know, <laughs> all those things that you don't necessarily think yeah. about. You really um, have to rewire your your, your yeah. whole mind, don't you? It's yeah. like, yeah, because yeah, I always get, like, I've got a friend and she's, her, you know, her daughter's really good at everything. Yeah, okay, in school, is she? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, I said to, I said to her, well, He's not reading um, chapter books yet. Yeah. He's not there yet. He's just not really very interested yeah. yet. But I'm sure it will come. I've yeah. heard of many children that don't start reading until they're nine. Yeah. So it's okay. Yeah. She'll say, maybe, she said, uh, yeah, maybe you should, um, maybe we should get him checked out. Wow. I know. <laughs> and okay. I told another um, homemade mum, I said, she, that's what she said to me. And she was like, cheap. <laughs> And I was that kind of thinking, yeah. oh God, like it does. I went home and I thought, oh, but why is no. childhood this big race to see who can do the most things first? Like, again, it's, tough. it's yeah, and it's ongoing work because you think you you deal with it. You're like, oh yeah, no, I don't believe in that at all. And then next week the same thing happens. You're like, oh wait, no, I'm no. still <laughs> I'm still in that place. Like, yeah. okay, what? How do I <laughs> get more books? Yeah. more books, more worksheets, more worksheets. <laughs> yeah, and. Um, yeah, it's it's ongoing work, but I think with time, gradually, uh, it gets easier. it gets easier. Yeah, because you just you you just have those, and that's the thing about home as well. Mm. Like you're never too far away from a mum or a dad mm. that can just give you that security, that, that reassurance, that, reassurance yeah. that like it's gonna be okay. Yeah, if you do have one of those wobbly days, it's like yeah. I was saying um, to her, I've got a coach now. Mm. And I was saying to her, because I've got this thing about perfection. Yeah. And um, I said to her, do you know what? Being in the home ed community is like the best thing for me because mm. it is the one place that you're allowed to be imperfect. Yeah, and messy and, and messy. unfinished. And, and that is perfect yeah. to them. Yeah. And I was saying to one woman, I was saying, yeah, because... Um, we're going to do this and we're going to do that and we're going to go to science museum every week and she just looked at me like girl (laughs) are you sure (laughs) and she actually said to me she said um well that's a lot like you know traveling there every week i don't know and then i thought yeah you're right yeah I just need to relax a little bit. But you, I do, I get those moments where it's like, right, we need to do this, we need to do that, we need to do this. And then yeah. it's like, okay, just chill, relax. Yeah. And tell me what about the the coaching? Like, this is, I'm hearing this more oh, and more, people getting yes. coaching. So what made you think, okay, that's something that you need as a next step in your, your oh, own development? God, because I, I do have these, um, I have like saboteurs and all kinds of things going on in my head Mm. and my friend is a coach Mm. and she's always like you know she's got a coach Mm. so I'm like okay well everybody's got a coach Mm. maybe I should try it Mm. um so I got one and yeah we've just been talking about like those 
those moments where you feel like you're not good enough because it affects my mood in or my my you know how I'm I'm planning my home ed it affects how I'm planning my business it affects all of those things so and I don't I want to be able to manage it better Mm. because I know it's not going to go away but Mm. where do you think it came from I think that's the thing that we're trying to figure out because Mm. she said to me and she just figured this out just by talking to me and she was saying um I can hear like two different people talking there's the one that's telling you you should be doing this and you should be doing that and then there's one that's telling you but why didn't you do this and why didn't you do that and she said it's like uh it's like um you're punishing yourself Mm. because you you be having these conversations and it's like why and you should have and why and you should have this is really really common and i talk about it as well with lots of my students especially ones who are going through depression you know it's that internal narrative that is just warped and distorted and it's not balanced so you end up seeing things through these lenses of i'm nothing i do is going to be good enough yeah um so yeah it's about changing that internal dialogue isn't it and And it's easier said than done (laughs) it's it's really tough because even though i think i'm better at it now um well, I've got a friend that she she's amazing. She's got like five kids, mm. and she's had a couple of businesses. Some have done well, some have not. Mm. Doesn't matter. Mm. She just starts a new one. Mm. And um, I'm not like that. I'm like if I don't if it's not perfect, then I don't put it out. Mm. But it stops me from doing things mm. because I want it to be a certain way before I show it. Yeah. And so she, my coach, she asked me, like, what kind of relationship do you want to have with perfection? And um, I said, oh, good question. I just want to have one where, like, it doesn't affect, it's not stopping me from doing things and where I can feel comfortable. Well, okay, this is not, it's not perfect right now, but this is what it is for now. And I can work on it. It's okay. And I'm, I'm getting more like that, but... Um, it was just interesting that I was just talking to her, just normal. She was just asking me, like, what would you want to do? What do you want to be? Where would you want to be in 10 years from now? Mm. And I'm just talking to her. Or she was, like, telling me, tell me about a time when. And then she was like, oh, I can hear these two these two voices. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> I hear them every day. <laughs> they won't go away. Yeah. Yeah. And but now I'm yeah now I'm just like you know what if it's not it's not perfect like especially with home ed at the beginning of the year I had a plan mm. and it's taken a while mm. for the the plan to kind of come together but it's coming together slowly because mm. life mm. is especially when you're when you're home ed I suppose when you're at school you put them take them to school and then you do all of this stuff yeah but when you home ed you've got a do it all at the same time yes so it's like it's taken a, a bit longer but it's like i'm like okay it's okay it's gonna be okay mm. so home ed, do... the kind of imperfection of home ed has kind of helped you oh that my journey. god yeah yeah it's like the perfect place to just nurture that mm. within me mm. and um and then that also then feeds back like you get it from home ed, but then you're able to feed that back into what you're doing deliberately as opposed to yeah feeling bad for not having finished something actually you can now yeah. encourage Nathan in that way and talk through the yeah. fact that 
not everything has to be perfect before you move on and before exactly. you start moving. You can't. My husband always says, you know, you can't wait for all the traffic lights on the whole road to be green before you start moving. Exactly, that's a good one. And to the next one, like yeah. you're not just going to sit there and be like, oh, but it's not perfect. All the lights aren't green. Yeah, but the first one's green, so you could just go, go through. through. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is exactly. And this whole experience of home educating has just been like a revelation to me mm. because it was like the first time that I spoke to a parent it was like oh but I'm not sure about this and I'm not sure about that and mm. I'm, you know and then they would just say but that's okay mm. you could speak to this person or that person it's okay we've yeah. all been through it and even if you don't know the answer to something there'll be someone, someone around else. who does and that kind of um, links to what I want to finish on really is the idea of community because obviously that is something that your workshops are yes. aiming to really do um, I think home ed uh, again kind of gives you a practice run of that of reaching out and stepping out to find things because if you know you want your kid wants to do a certain class you have to now go find, find it, it. Um, or <laughs> talk to someone who's done it and so there's that real sense of um, what, uh, what I think obviously yeah at school you've got like the school gates community but it's it's in a different way it's it's real and you have to really interact with other parents yeah and, you know and I think um yeah because I I am I was one of those parents that will go to the school gate as late as possible but still on time mm. just so that I didn't have to talk to anyone <laughs> but um I don't feel that way when I go to um, home ed stuff mm. I don't feel that way and you know like there's so many things out there it's like different Facebook groups you could just put a message out there and you know like 10 people will reply and give you advice and or you know there's the the email groups as well mm -hmm. you could just does anybody know this or does anyone know of that or there's this group on who wants to come it's just really everybody is just so caring so supportive and it's like it is like you're just one big family it really is especially i found like with managing conflicts with the children mm. if you have the right group of parents they'll just support you everybody and i've like i was really struggling with that at first because mm. it was like oh my god mm. not my child mm, mm. but then you know they were just like um it's fine you know so and so went through that when when they were starting out and yeah it's just kids and it's that idea isn't it of um a accepting that kids aren't going to be these perfect little humans <laughs> that they might be expected to be in school and there are big emotions there are big feelings yeah um but also i think uh the, the concept of community has kind of been lost in our modern lives and we're also yeah. busy chasing you know the dream of you know working more hours and earning more money so yeah. that you can go on more expensive holidays and you know we've lost that um that community knowledge and i think that's why facebook groups thrive so much because that people just don't know things that i guess in yeah. the olden days you would have been able to ask your extended family yeah or an auntie or an uncle or a grandma or somebody would know yeah but that kind of has been lost because people you know don't necessarily live where they grew up now or you know you can't um just call up so and so next door 
you might not know who your next door neighbours are, as yeah, is common yeah. in London. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that idea of being able to draw on that common knowledge is is great. So powerful. It's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. And and in your workshops, is that, like, tell us how community, you know, goes through your work. Well, because I kind of do my workshops in a way where, where we start out, mm. we talk about, because it is about mental health, and when I first started out, I was thinking, like, nobody is going to want to talk about mental health. Mm. Everyone wants to keep it to themselves, so nobody's going to go for it. Mm-hmm. But I was just so amazed that people actually want to talk about this stuff. They do. They really want to lay it off their chest. And um, I think that was, like, the highlight of the... It wasn't even the screen printing. It was just the sharing mm. that was the best bit. It was talking about the struggles that that people have been through and then um talking about how they got out of it and then talking about where they are today and people drawing off of that ideas for how they can Mm. use that you know if one person said um they get up in the morning and they do a meditation or they do this it's like oh my god such a good idea mm. I should try that mm. or where do you find that where did you where do you go for that where mm. do you and that has been just like the biggest the biggest part of of what I do like okay. just because so perhaps an unexpected totally yeah. unexpected because I honestly thought that people didn't want to talk about it because mm. it mental health is like a taboo isn't yeah, it yeah. nobody wants to admit that they've suffered a depression mm. or they have anxiety everybody's suffering in silence yeah but then i'm putting on these workshops and saying to people we're going to talk about mental health now mm. and oh, i don't I don't say it like that but yeah. you know i just kind of thought nobody's gonna they're not gonna do it but they did and mm. we laughed and some cried mm. and it's just a really fun time and it just makes everyone feel so relaxed afterwards that when you come to doing your printing then they're just they're just focused on what they're doing and they're just having a good time Mm. and um, some of them um, they're like in a pub so you can have drinks and stuff so it's just kind of a really nice social Mm. evening or day and um, yeah that's that's been the the biggest part of it not even so much the crafts mm. but it's just the sharing being and having a space where it's safe to do yeah. that yeah and nobody's judging anybody yeah you also do uh, workshops for home educated children now don't you mm. yeah we didn't talk about that like just give us a couple I forgot, of minutes yeah yeah um it's a print club i teach them how to prepare their stencils and then all the way to the end where we're going to print um They'll print a couple of things. So they'll print a tote bag and a cushion. Mm. And it'll be all their own original designs. Mm. Um, And that's a four-week program. But then I would really love for it to continue Mm. and just for them to just use print as a way of of creative expression. Mm. So they could just, you know, say they did a drawing at home and they came and they said, I want to put this on a screen. I want to print it on a T-shirt. I want to print it on a whatever Mm. um they can just use that time to explore with color and fabrics and things and and print so it's starting in september Mm. the first one is september 4th 
and that's that's going to run for four weeks and then hopefully it will just be continuous Mm. either i'm gonna see put it out there and see what people think whether they would want it to be like a fortnightly thing or Mm. a weekly thing and then and then take it from there it's such a Mm. great experience to use all of the stuff and just to see your drawing on a piece of paper and then it's on a piece of it's on a fabric or it's you know um so it's just giving um some young people the chance to just be able to let loose and explore the yeah range of things that you can do with print yeah it's Um, real world experience yeah you know um yeah exactly seeing an end product that you've made and meeting the actual people rubbing shoulders with real printmakers who do that for a living and this is what your life would look like as a printmaker because i think that's something that's um you know very just our society but also in schools you know and some parents are very um dismissive of creative things and subjects and that's not a real job or that's not Mm -hmm. a real you know you need to be a doctor or a lawyer or a a professional and you know there's poor children whose talents and gifts lie in creative areas are just (laughs) like well yeah what do I do because this is what I love and yeah you know um if I think if children can see the practical like how it actually looks like this is what your life's like you might wake up you know, and have your cup of tea and go and have breakfast somewhere and come to the studio and spend all day in the studio. Oh my God, yeah. Like, you just don't know what that looks like, do you? Like, at school, it's not it's not presented as a no. an option. Be a printer. Yeah, you know. no. <laughs> oh, well, you know. <laughs> because, you know, really, I didn't even... I kind of fell into this. Mm. I didn't even, in, like, visualise myself going to university. Mm. I didn't... I thought that was far away. Mm. And then when I got to college, we would then filling out university forms and I was like oh oh it's like next is that the next step (laughs) like I can go to university yeah and I could do this and then when I got to university and it was like you know print day yes yeah Mm. I like this but again when I left people don't really you know look at your degree as being Mm. anything of any value they Mm. don't think that you're you're not analytical yeah, and also you don't not. learn the, you don't learn the business side of it of how to make a life out of it. Like they'll no. teach you the skills, yeah. but not the how do you be a printer? Yeah, like how yeah, do you pay yeah. your bills with this? If you can kind of help home ed kids yeah. see how that looks. And that's... also, I was thinking mm. another thing is to kind of link in some self care um, things into there as well, where yeah. we can just just openly just kind of just talk about different subjects that could be affecting us or Mm. how to deal with this or that whilst you're printing yeah it's kind of a loose kind of conversation yeah um yeah just because i don't know um i found that like especially with like uh secondary Mm. kids kind of kind of get a bit more closed off i don't Mm. know about home ed because Mm. i'm not i'm not at that stage yeah but i know like teenagers you kind of you, you're doing your own thing aren't yeah. you you're kind of trying to find your way in yeah. the world yeah and that's when sometimes things can go a bit wrong, wrong isn't it yeah. yeah so i kind of thought that could be a good idea as well yeah it's to, it's like finding that balance isn't it of like how to 
share space with the teenagers yeah but not necessarily be breathing down their neck exactly like, do this do that but still be there for guidance like i'm here if, if you need anything I'm, I'm here cool yeah you know well thank you so much thank for you. um your time thank and you yeah this has been a great conversation i think it's so important all the things we've talked about you know the idea of community the idea of creativity and how it links to well-being and also just how home ed um go, starting a home education journey is the learning is two-way definitely it's not something that you know you're teaching your kid no. you know you you facilitate their journey and then along the way you end up learning a lot about yourself oh God, and, yeah. and it's an ongoing two-way thing which is lovely and so so beautiful and look don't get me wrong there are difficult days <laughs> you know we've talked about it there are definitely times that you still doubt yourself and um you know everybody's approach is going to need to be slightly different because you've got different lives and different and different um, characters experiences and characters and it's about finding what's right for you and your family and not feeling this pressure um to be perfect and have it all worked out before you've even started yeah um because i think that's what people that's what stops people yes. a lot as well isn't it yes i need to have it figured out before before before, before I, I start start moving i need yeah. all the lights to be green no it's not how it works it's a lot messier than that that's not real life so why would that be education <laughs> exactly yeah um finally tell us where um you know we can find you online so um, how can we look at your stuff the best place to find me is on instagram okay i'm really good at instagram okay. not so good at twitter okay. but i do have a twitter um but i'm at creative and it's k-r-e number eight i-v-e shack s-h-a-c-k yeah um and my twitter is the same as well and then my website is um www.creativepursuit and it's creative with a k yeah dot com great yeah great so, so people can find out about upcoming workshops yes like yes yeah. or just email me because my website is still being built because okay. i've got that whole thing of it's not perfect yet so it's coming <laughs> but also oh. the beauty of website building is that you can tweak it like if something's not right you can just go back in i don't know what's the matter with me i'm just like <laughs> no i don't want to put it out there yet yeah. but no but i'm i'm just gonna do that in the next yeah like a week or so i'm gonna just publish it because it's done yeah it's done and it is a scary thing like it's like you feel a bit vulnerable like oh this is something i've been working on i'm gonna share it are you gonna like it but who cares like it's come from your heart and it's you know been sitting with you for a long time as something that you want to put out into the world so i think you have to just just do it put it out there Great. All right, just a final reminder, you can find me online at multiformity.life and um, you could email me at multiformity.life at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at multiformityhe and that's the same on Twitter. I don't really tweet, but I will try to tweet <laughs> you more. like me. Yeah, <laughs> it's Instagram. I think, you know, it's, I'm a visual person. I like to see the pictures also the book club on facebook if you just search for multiformity book club uh, you'll find us there too all right so do get in touch uh thank you for listening and see you again soon